Welcome to The Beats with Kelly and Dr. Christine Schaffner. I am so honored to bring Dr. Christine to our audience today. She is world-renowned, running the Sophie Institute for a decade now, and she's brilliant when it comes to the immune system, when it comes to bioregulatory medicine. And she and I are very excited to bring you this uh, podcast today to help you understand the difference between bioregulatory medicine and functional medicine and why we get such different results. And some of those results we're going to talk about today. And we're also going to talk about white blood cells and immune system. So you don't want to miss today's episode. We'll see you on the beats. Welcome to the Beats with Kelly Kenny from our hearts to yours. And today I am so honored to introduce you one of my, it feels like lifelong friends, but Dr. Christine Schaffner, which I really want everybody to understand what the Sophie Institute does and how we met was just so incredible. And as you know, what Not Meds does is we bring you naturally oriented therapists and medically enlightened doctors and specialists. And I find not many to equal as much as Dr. Christine does in regards to not meds really qualifying that for me. And so without further ado, please welcome Dr. Christine Schaffner for all her wonderful expertise in bioregulatory medicine and the concepts of how your body really does work. Oh, thank you, Kelly. It's such an honor to be here. And I'm so glad you're getting the word out with this wonderful podcast. So thank you. Well, thank you so much. So I know, Christine, you're a, an MD in um, Seattle, where Sophie Institute is located. And you've been working with Dr. Dietrich Klinghardt for well over a decade. And you're very versed and have all your own things. But tell me a little bit about how you started and where you're at. Yeah, absolutely. And so I um, I graduated Bastyr University in 2010. So right out of the bat, I started working with my mentor and our, um, we created Sophia Health Institute together in 2012. And so um, how I kind of got to Bastyr was kind of a, a twisted journey that we probably all have in our, you know, seeking alternative medicine and really going against the brain of the conventional paradigm. But I grew up in Virginia outside of Washington, D.C. And my father is an oncologist and my mother is I know that. Yeah, I know. So I grew up around, I think my one of my brother's first words was chemotherapy, right? So I, you know, we I grew up in a very conventionally um minded philosophy. And um, you know, my mother as an um she's a nursing background and she really took the trajectory of nursing education. So she taught at universities and also she was the director of quality and education at uh, George Washington uh, University Hospital. So I remember um, spending some summers from college, you know, doing the incident reports and, you know, seeing the hospital up close and personal. And just, I always had this sense that I wanted to help people and I loved science and I loved being around um, medicine. And, you know, my parents are great people. They shifted kind of for what they did. That was a big leap for my father to become a doctor and my mom to become a nurse during um, that time. And, you know, my, my father had already always kind of um, sought a little bit of a different view um, of cancer and why people got sick, but he, you know, he's in the conventional world. So he had to play by the rules. And I saw that frustration that he was always, you know, up against. And so, um, and then my mom, you know, she has come, you know, definitely full circle and totally she's now in Washington. She talks, um, you know, to the, what is it, the IOM, so the Institute of Medicine, and she knows the naturopaths, and she she really wants us to be part of this interdisciplinary education. So it's just funny, these full circle moments that you have at times. But, but yeah, I just grew up around this and always wanting to seek a deeper 
understanding and kind of really um, opened my mind to something a little bit more freeing than conventional medicine, given what my parents kind of showed me with their experience. And so I found Bastyr and um, I ended up graduating from Bastyr again in 2010. And again, when I was in school, um, one of the first brown bags that I saw was with Dr. Louisa Williams and her book, Radical Medicine came out. And so she, I, I say this story often when I do these things, because it just was such a big imprint to me that, um, you know, she has this textbook, um, Radical Medicine, go please pick it up. It's like this 800, 900 page book. It's really a textbook for bioregulatory medicine. And um, it's, you know, she talks about uh, drainage and interference fields and, uh, you know, vaccines and, you know, why, you know, why we're so sick right now and how to really approach health. And so she, when um, I was listening to that brown bag lunch, she was like, what is the first thing you do for patients? And we're like, I don't know, like take them off of gluten, take them off of dairy. What what do we do? And she said, um, you always look in their mouth. And so that wow. always kind of left an imprint. And um, so I, I studied her work and her, she and Dr. Klinghardt actually spent some time together and she really imprinted him on um, applied kinesiology and um, biofeedback. And so she took that system and created her own called matrix reflex testing and Dr. Klinghardt created autonomic response testing. So it was kind of a foreshadowing moment when I was in school. And then uh, fast forward, I just, you know, the stars aligned for me to work with him. And um, yeah, you know, as you said, Kelly, it's like the work that we do is so amazing. And we unfortunately, um, we see people after they've tried a lot of things, right? So I, I know both your goal and my goal is to get this information out sooner. So when people um, get sick or they can get diagnosed more quickly and on a um, the correct path forward and the correct treatment plan more quickly, so they're not losing decades of their life. And so I, you know, I've just seen those patients um, for about 10 years now. Um, who have tried so many things and have seen so many doctors. And that just always stretches us to think outside the box and to really understand, you know, why people are so sick. So, so that's a little bit of a long-winded story of how I came to be. You know, it's so funny though. Yeah. The background is so interesting to me because we're only, we are our filters, right? We, we are filters of life. And, you know, your father was an oncologist. My father had cancer. Your wow. mother was a teacher and educator of medicine. My father, my mother was a teacher. And what do we both gravitate towards? We want to yeah. educate people about how the body really works. That's amazing because yeah. Christine and I only met in November, but yeah. the, the, which is crazy. It still feels yeah. like we've known each other for years because yeah. we have the same education in a lot of ways from a bioregulatory standpoint. And we both see these types of clients and because our worlds have been not together for some reason, she's on the West coast, we're on the East coast, but we see the same type of clients that have been to all the functional doctors. They've done all the testing and, and everybody goes, Oh, you're sick. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not, it's all in your head, but you're sick and we're looking at the functions of this and the function of this, but they can't necessarily get better. And then they go to the Sophie Institute or they go to a clinic like ours and we're looking at it differently. So what do you look at differently besides the teeth, which we know that's a huge piece because that was episode one. But Dr. Caratol, you want to know how your body's going to work? Then you got to go to the biological dentist first. That's episode one. And so now here we are talking about then once I go to the dentist, now what do I need to look at that's different than just functional testing of organs? If you can speak to that, I'd love it. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you start with the mouth because again, I think 
as you know, my story shares, it's one of the most overlooked systems and um, it's one of the root causes of why people are so ill. So please, please check out your mouth and your dental history. And then, you know, with Dr. Klinghardt's development of autonomic response testing, I mean, he was obviously, he's a German doctor. He really grew up around these uh, pioneers in biological medicine and bioregulatory medicine and understanding, you know, that there are um, certain roadblocks um, for people to bodies um, to prevent them from self-regulating and healing, the mouth being one of them. And then we look at this concept of interference fields that can be focal infections or scar interference fields. But again, when we think about the concept of an interference field, this can be another roadblock for the body to not be able to restore communication and to self-regulate and heal, which is of course the premise of um, biological, bioregulatory medicine. And so when we see someone, we often, ART helps us to identify maybe those individual roadblocks. And so some common themes that we see are what we call focal infections um, that can be these um, localized infections that can be quite um, disruptive to the immune system. And the hard part about these is it's not a typical infection that has all the signs of inflammation. So right when something's like hot and red and painful, that's more acute infection where um, the body is really signaling like, hey, please put out the fire. But these are so much more insidious because they have been um, chronic and the immune system has basically not been able to clear or fight this. And so they're, they typically are these reservoir of infections that can have a systemic effect. So the mouth being one of them. And then really often on our patients, we see um, two areas that come up a lot. So one is the tonsils. So we can talk about the tonsils and then um, also the sinuses. So we are all, we look at a lot of neurological patients. So people who have um, on the far end of the spectrum, so ALS, MS, Parkinson's, but, you know, this chronic fatigue, um, you know, type presentation where, of course, it affects many symptoms, but many people have symptoms of brain fog, insomnia, anxiety, depression, you know, a, a lot of neurological um, presentations. And then, of course, when we think about the brain and the nervous system, of course, that's a huge um, you know, network in our body that it needs to be um, functioning well to heal. And so when we think about focal infections, such as the sinuses, we look at, you know, history of mold. Um, and uh, I just think of chronic dysbiosis in the sinuses. When we think about that, um, we all know that healing starts in the gut, of course, and the, the bugs that we have in the gut dictate a lot of our immune system and then also this gut-brain connection. But we also have a whole network of microbes in the sinuses. And sometimes because of exposures or, um, you know, living in a water damaged building or wa uh, working in a water damaged building, um, that inhalation of mold spores can create an environment that creates more chronic dysbiosis. And of course, the mouth and the connection of the sinuses too, we see that. And why that's so problematic is because when you look at the anatomy, the sinuses actually have a um, entryway to the brain uh, via the cribriform plate. And so if you have this dysbiosis and part of the why people are so sick from chronic pathogens, it's not just the microbe itself, but what the microbes produce, which are called biotoxins. And that puts a whole stress on our whole detoxification pathway. So when biotoxins are kind of, you have a little biotoxin factory in your sinuses, that can create a lot of neuroinflammation. And we see that a lot. So that's one thing, and I'm happy to go more into that, but I I, I want to land on the tonsils because I feel like the tonsils, maybe like nine out of 10 of our patients have what we call a tonsil interference field. And this is just such important tissue, especially when we think about the lymphatic system. And I, I think about the tonsils as a really 
huge way um, to communicate this gut brain connection for a different reason than we think um, with all the wonderful research people are doing, but putting our lens on it. Um, when we talk about the tonsils, what we're describing is what we call Waldeyer's ring, which is um, four or five, depending on what textbook you look at, lymphatic tissues, which are the palatine tonsils, which are the tonsils that are often removed if you've had a tonsillectomy, the adenoids that are often removed at the same time, which are the roof of the mouth. Um, there's these tubal tonsils that are at the end of the eustachian tube, and then under the tongue, the lingual tonsils, and then there's some tonsil tissue around the vocal cords. And so that whole ring of lymphatic tissue if that becomes a focal infection, what can happen is there can be um, this silent um, nest of microbes that can actually be affecting our brain or our gut-associated lymphatic tissues. So we can dive more into that. I don't want to you know, keep rambling, but um, focal infections are often overlooked. And then also scars. And scars can be a huge disruption, not only from our um, when you look at the meridian system and acupuncture and how scars can actually affect um, the flow of information through the meridian system, but also it can create not only local stagnation in the fascia and the lymph, but also um, because of the way our bodies are connected by the fascial system. If you have a scar in one area of the body, it can affect seemingly unrelated um, areas. So when we do scar treatment, we sometimes not only see local pain or local improvement and flow and drainage in this tissue, but we also see kind of um, seemingly unrelated or connected symptoms um, improve as well. So I, I think those, I mean, I can talk about like a hundred other things maybe. <laughs> what people can you see why she has such a big following because no. she's so good at explaining this. Go ahead. Um, thank you. So it's just, you know, there's this huge checklist, but when people come to see us, you know, the the things that we're always trying to identify, where are the um, roadblocks to healing? And so interference fields, so focal infections often are in the mouth, often are in the sinuses, often are in the tonsils. And then when we see a patient, it's like a scar party. We usually have a little scar tune up. We see where they've had scars and we treat them. And I can go through how, how we do that as well. But those are, those are definitely, I think, um, a unique aspect to bioregulatory medicine. And these are, you know, big starting points to help um, allowing the body to really self-regulate and heal and communicate and restore function. And so much can happen when we get those stresses off the body. So, so let's just talk about that as a jumping point, the self-regulation. And that was amazing. You know, it's so interesting because for the clients that have come to True Wellness throughout the years, the things that you talked about is exactly what we do. We look at the teeth, we look at the focal infections, we look at the sinuses and the tonsils. We want to know that all this is flowing. She used that word as well. And that will come back. Um, but you talk about the self-regulation. And I think... For, so like this is common terminology for you and I, right? It rolls off of our tongue, but let's say the person's just finding us today and they're like, wow, this is a different approach. I didn't think about this. And there's so many people right now that are at home feeling victims to viruses, right? And so you and I don't feel so victimized by viruses because we feel in control of our bodies. We know we're in control of the health of our bodies because we know how the regulation works. So what does that mean? Self-regulation? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's a great point. And I think um, taking a step back, you and I were trained in kind of the way that we treat people when we talk about how healing works, there's ultimately an inherent trust in that the body has a innate wisdom and innate ability to restore health 
no matter what the condition, if given um, the right information and really removing the obstacles so the body um, can heal. So Hahnemann would talk about obstacles to cure. Um, you know, in, in naturopathic medicine, we call it the vital force. There's just this energy energy that we all acknowledge and we we believe in, right? And it's not just a belief. We we Science shows this. And so I think that's a, a real different mindset to start. And then when we think about a regulation in the body, um, I think the easiest way, and it can, um, depending on where your knowledge is, we could take this in so many different directions, but I think to really create an understanding and framework, thinking about our nervous system, especially what we call the autonomic nervous system. So a lot of our ther therapies and diagnostics look at the communication and regulation and health of the autonomic uh, nervous system and all the things that disrupt that. And then how do we restore that so the body can um, self-regulate and heal. And so the autonomic nervous system, there's two branches. We call it parasympathetic and sympathetic. So parasympathetic is that state we all want our patients to be in, right? So when we learn at, at school is rest and digest, but it's this part of our nervous system that um, when we engage, um, healing happens. And unfortunately, most modern life has, has us stuck um, and what we call our sympathetic nervous system. And our sympathetic nervous system, depending on who you talk about it, talk to, it's fight and flight, or um, fight and flight, but it's also uh, freeze. Um, there's also these other, you know, we're learning more and more about the sympathetic nervous system, especially how we get stuck in the sympathetic dominant state and how that really leads to chronic disease. And so we look at um, you know, look at how we can restore health by removing uh, toxicants, often neurotoxins. So neurotoxins are going to have an affinity for the nervous system. They're often what we call lipophilic or fat loving, and they get um, integrated into our neurons and into our brain. And, um, you know, it's kind of that pebble in our shoe, right? If you have a uh, neurotoxin in a neuron, it's going to um, absolutely impede communication and um, neurotransmitter production and all sorts of things. And so we know um, mercury and many heavy metals are neurotoxic. So we, we look at heavy metals. We look, of course, at herbicides and pesticides. We look at um, mold and um, mycotoxins and how that can affect uh, neuroinflammation. And then, of course, a whole host of pathogens that not only the pathogens alone can be neurotoxic, but also the biotoxins that they produce can be quite neurotoxic. So a whole part of our um, work is not only to identify these and see, um, we all have maybe an individual susceptibility because of epigenetics, also trauma. Um, we, I'm sure you're going to have a whole you know series on trauma, but how trauma really is another um, you know, roadblock to our healing and it um, affects our regulatory function and our nervous system. Because um, they get stuck, right? In that mm -hmm. sympathetic and that paralyzation. And I'm either going to fight, mm -hmm. flight, or I'm going to freeze. Mm -hmm. and, and I never heard that before, but that's brilliant. And I do mm -hmm. find that so many clients are frozen. They're frozen yeah. in this. Yeah. Yeah, Peter Levine, um, he, or Levine rather, he did a lot of work on somatic therapy and um, Dr. Kane had, had the opportunity to do like a little interview and I've read um, Peter's, or I haven't read it, but I know of his work and um, his, he really coined the term uh, fight, flight, or freeze. And what happens um, in the wild, he, he talks about the tigers. So, you know, um, essentially, you know, uh, a lot of animals are prey out in the world, right? And so um, when um, an animal is being chased and, you know, they 
essentially um, one of their um, modes can be they can uh, freeze to play dead or kind of, um, you know, try to um, be in the state to kind of avoid um, their predator. Um, but what happens, what he saw in the wild happens after that experience of like basically life or death experience, the animal will shake and it will discharge that energy in a very, um, you know, it was very consistent in, in different animals that um, there's this whole release of this um, trauma. That's energy. Right, right, exactly. And so what happens, you know, um, with humans, we, if we don't go through that um, acknowledgement of when we're traumatized to help discharge that traumatic energy, we can say stuck in that state and trauma is layered, right? There's many layers to approach it, but I'm talking about how it gets integrated into our body and into physically. Our and physically, right? And right. so, and so he, he, his whole life's work has been helping people heal from trauma by releasing this energy from their body. So it's not just about the mind and mental um, communication and and honestly, they, you know, the work that he's done has shown that talk therapy and re-traumatizing people is not always the way to heal people, to relive their trauma, but having um, another way into the body to help release and acknowledge without having to do, um, use words, right? It's a very somatic or visceral experience. And so, um, so yeah, I took us down that tour, but you know, so just basically the, the nervous system, um, is always trying to, you know, communicate, right. But what, what are the roadblocks to the, um, uh, nervous system's ability to self-regulate, heal, communicate, neurotoxins, trauma, and everything I, I just mentioned. So these are the things right. that are always going through our mind when we're with a patient. So essentially we're looking, you're looking at the body from a perspective of regardless of your symptoms. Like your symptoms aren't not necessarily not important. It's just, we're going to look at your health history. We're going to look at your dental piece. We're going to look at your scars. We're going to look at emotional scars and traumas. We're going to look at all your neurotoxins and exposures to molds, mercury, other metals, and so forth. And once we identify all that, clean up the lifestyle, get rid of the blockades and allows the body to heal rather than taking organs out like tonsils or, um, you know, taking out the gallbladder because it's not working that great or whatever the case may be, but in getting the body to perform better mm -hmm. by removing the obstacles it has to not perform as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I had another teacher in school. She said, nothing's random. And I, you know, that always stuck with me because it's like when you sit with a patient, you know, they can feel very, you know, defeated and very, you know, out of control and very, you know, like no one can make sense of this. But there's always a reason, right? And nothing's random in the body. The body is always trying to achieve homeostasis and balance and healing. But sometimes, you know, when you learn what Kelly and I've learned over the years, it's amazing how resilient we are given yeah. what what we're dealing with, right? So it's not it's not surprising when we literally learn about all of the toxicants we're exposed to, and not just in isolation of how they affect everyone's, you know, physiology, but in combination, you know, right. we're this grand experiment at this point of all of these things um, having an impact. And for those folks that are just finding us, and, and this is new information for them, first of all, welcome to how your body really works and, and understand that don't be overwhelmed. There is plenty of hope. There is plenty of light. There is plenty of help. It's just viewing the body in a different way. And what Dr. Christine and Dr. K are so good at is helping people save thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars going down the wrong paths, trying to find 
you know, a lot of people look at the tipping point rather than the underlying causes, right? And we want to look at, it's not the virus, right? We talk so much about right now, the coronavirus. I feel like we've been on this conversation for way too long, but the coronavirus, everybody's concerned about the coronavirus, but we know that it's really affecting those that have a comorbidity already. So they already have a situation that their body is unable to deal with for various reasons. And now they get a second hit and it's kind of like two hits make the domino fall over. Right. But what we're looking at is how can you approach your body? What, what can we teach you about how your body works? So you don't get to a position where you're in a comorbidity position. You've recognized what's going on. You've changed your lifestyle. I just talked to a brand new client today. I'm sure you've had many of these and her husband, she was, she was calling for herself, but of course, conversation led to the husband who had diabetes, who she went to the doctor with, and the doctor was right, ready to write the script. And she goes, wait, can we just give it some time, change his nutrition, do some intermittent fasting? And so she did a bunch of research. She got back to it. By the six months later, the, I think it was 30 pounds he had lost. Mm-hmm. And uh, they went back to the doctor, who the doctor is now incorporating intermittent fasting into his protocols because of this 73-year-old patient who right. demanded a different response. And that's what this is about. It's got to come from the client base and you have to be engaged in what your body is doing because that's what we're talking about. You know, it might seem random, but none of it's random. The dog bite that you got when you were 12 and the headaches you're getting at 32 and the C-section in the middle is all related to how you're feeling today. Right? Very well put. Absolutely. And so at, at the center... At Sophie Institute, rather, not only are you educating, so we'll give them all the different ways that you educate people, your masterclasses, your podcasts, your just general information, your newsletters. It's a lot of great, solid, evidence-based information. But you guys have created something, speaking of tonsils, speaking of the immune system, if you could speak about it, um, because we want the energy to flow. We want the, the healing to flow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm all about flow, fascia, lymph, overall wellness. You've already talked about fascia and lymph. I did not ask her to do that. It was brilliant. Thank you. And so tell me a little bit about your amazing flow cream and what it's about. Oh, thank you. So, um, yeah, you know, we're like you, Kelly, just always trying to figure out um, innovative tools to really support, um, you know, alleviating stagnation in the body, whether, you know, it's all the things that we just talked about, but health, you know, this is all very complicated, but the treatments can be um, very elegant and very um, supportive of just creating more uh, lymphatic drainage and blood flow and circulation and nervous system communication so the body can do the work that it's going to know way better than we know how to do at the end of the day, right? And so we worked with this um, friend of ours, Dr. Marco Ruggiero. He's a radiologist, but he has a long you know, career and track record in immunology. He did a lot of research in the HIV world and um, you know, he's worked with um, a lot of children with autism. He worked with the late Dr. Bradstreet and, you know, they did some of the initial work really looking at the lymphatic system and how, you know, again, one of these um, things that is so revolutionary that I can't believe, you know, not everyone's screaming about this, but it's really the lymph system in our brain. And so we, when we sleep, our our brain actually naturally detoxifies at bedtime and it's via the lymphatic system. And so um, this is, again, a system that we only acknowledged in 2015, I think, in conventional medicine. But it's one of the things that is um, a very 
profound system to treat, to support recovery and prevention of a neurological illness. And so what um, Dr. Bradstreet and Dr. Ruggiero found is in children with autism, they had this um, increased pooling of lymph in their brain. And so um, what they found, and, um, because Marco is a radiologist, he loves ultrasound. So he does a lot of images and, um, you know, navigating kind of the work via ultrasound. And so um, what they came up with is that, um, you know, a lot of these children also had congestion in the cervical lymph nodes because of, you know, secondary to pathogens and, you know, uh, toxicants and all sorts of things. And so, um, again, for the lymph to fully drain out of the brain, this highway needs to be open in the neck for the lymph fluid to go somewhere. So you have, you know, congested lymph nodes in the um, in the neck that can create pooling of lymph in the brain. And then there's more stagnation and that leads um, down a windy you know, road of neuroinflammation, neurodegeneration and so forth. And so, um, you know, in my- If the brain doesn't work, it can't communicate to the rest of the body to do yes. its job. So the brain becomes the most important body, part of the body to detoxify because it's running the show. It tells mm-hmm. the liver, the kidneys, the lymph that to do their job. Absolutely, absolutely. And so- um, so they found, you know, if we can increase flow and drainage in the neck, we can decrease pooling and stagnation of lymph in the brain. Um, and so then Marco took it a step further and he he formulates products and he's really brilliant. And so because of his work with immunology and viruses and those, all sorts of things, um, he helped us create what we call um, flow cream. And it has a probiotic um, in the cream. So the probiotic actually um, produces a peptide called macrophage activating factor. And so um, when you apply this cream topically, so it has this peptide macrophage activating factor that gets um, created via the probiotics in the cream. Um, It has vitamin D3, uh, chondroitin sulfate, and oleic acid. And so it's this liposomal combination that when you put it on your neck, um, we know that our skin it's absolutely a delivery system. You know, we use it, you know, conventional medicine for pain patches and hormone patches. And, you know, the more we look at, learn about fascia, the interstitium, the lymphatic system, the extracellular matrix, we have a whole language of how um, this medicine gets absorbed via the skin, goes through the layers of the skin, meets what we call the interstitium, which is kind of the fluid that's wrapped um, in, it's the fascia that creates the network and the interstitium is the fluid that basically the fascia and the interstitium drain into what we call the extracellular matrix that then drains into your lymph. And so it's a it's a network that's um, highly interconnected and that we can access via the skin. So we have people put the lymph cream on the neck and that helps to decrease uh, congestion in the lymph nodes in the neck, therefore helping to increase some drainage in the brain. And then we take it a step further. So we've been having fun with this cream and, you know, our patients teach us right every day. And so um, some patients put this on other areas of um, congestion, um, other lymph stagnated areas, and they um, find improvement Um, because pain can be a consequence of stagnant lymph. We see um, sometimes when people have uh, pain, um, they can um, have some pain relief from the cream. Um, scars, you know, we use neurotherapy, which is an injection technique, but you can also use neurotherapy without needles. And so um, we can use the flow cream topically on scars that can help to support um, drainage and 
uh, you know, just movement of lymph and circulation and blood flow. So it's been a lot of fun. It's it's a great tool that we have in our toolkit. We have a lot of other tools too, but it's one of the one of the tools that you know we have these every couple of years. These things that really move the needle, you know. And so um, it, it's just been one of those for us. And so it's been a staple in a lot of our patients' treatment plans, and it's been um, really exciting and also informative to me as well. Just keep coming back to the lymphatic system, keep coming back to how we create flow and drainage in the body. Um, and that's really the, uh, the path to healing. And that is so beautifully and eloquently summarized right there. If you flow the toxins out faster than they come in, that's the path to healing. Mm-hmm. That's the end of the story. Mm-hmm. That's beautifully put. So this is how your body really works. Make sure to find Dr. Christine at the Sophie Institute. And we'll put, again, all your posts. Are there any you want to mention right now? Oh, no, that's that's great. You know, we have a team um, of practitioners and doctors. And, um, yeah, we just are really blessed with a wonderful team that we have to help, you know, the patients who see us. And we're always, you know, looking and um you know, creating uh, these conversations with like-minded pioneers and thought leaders to really help us um, navigate this even better. You know, I think um, something that I've seen over the 10 years I've been doing this is that there's so much more awareness, um, you know, publicly, and we still have a lot of work to do, but, you know, there's this desire and timing is now. And, you know, when we went to school, um, you know, Kelly and I never, there wasn't like a class on bioregulatory medicine, you know, or a textbook, you know, but, um, you know, more information is coming out. And I think the more that we all have these conversations together, I'm very hopeful that we'll see a tipping point and not only physicians practicing this, but also patients seeking this care. And making lymph, which we have three times as much fluid of lymph as we do blood, where people look before they look at the blood, right? Yeah. And, and just as an FYI, everybody, my my good colleague friend, Desiree Despong in New Zealand, who created Flowprezo, and I have Flowprezo, of course, we're doing research right now with Flow Cream while you're on Flowprezo, because we feel like it's going to make the experience even better. Like I've done it personally, but now we're doing HRVs, heart rate variabilities before and after with clients, because we feel like these two were literally created at the same time. We had, we had never met at that point. I mean, of course I know Dr. Klinghardt, I've taken many of his classes, but I had never physically met Dr. Christine and they came out with a flow cream around the same time we came out with a Flowprezo and named it exactly the same because that's the beauty of this world is that we know it's about flow, fascia lymph, overall wellness. And when we get that to flow, the healing will happen. Mm-hmm. So from our heart to yours, make sure you subscribe, hit the notification button so you know when we're going to be here. And we'll see you on our next How Your Body Really Works, The Beats with Kelly Kenney. Thank you. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.